everyone, Siobhan Chapman here, and welcome to Top of the Morning on the UBS Market Moves podcast channel. It's Friday morning, which means it's time for the Week in Review and Preview Conversation, where my guests will recap how markets have performed over the past few sessions and preview what you can expect in the week ahead. Joining us for the conversation, I'm glad to welcome back Mike Gord, Asset Allocation Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. Mike, welcome. We're happy to have you. Thanks, Siobhan. Happy to be here, and, and happy Friday. Happy Friday. So let's get started. There has been a lot of focus around yield volatility as of late. What has been driving the moves and how is CIO recommending that investors respond? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, and, and it's one that I know has been on everyone's minds over the uh, the past few weeks. So in our view, uh, I'd say most of the increase in yields that we've seen uh, recently has been uh, directly in response to stronger than expected economic data. Um, and, and that actually is a similar story, I would say, to some of the equity market weakness that we've seen just this week. Um, and, and so to that end on economic data, just yesterday, uh, we got the third quarter uh, initial GDP results, and that came in at 4.9%. Uh, so that's that was well above expectations of 4.5%. Uh, and a really material level shift higher than the uh, roughly 2% reading we got for the second quarter. Uh, so the thinking here goes, if growth continues to be you know, exceptionally strong, even in the face of the over 500 basis points of interest rate hikes that we've seen from the Fed this far, you know, the, the Fed may be inclined to continue hiking until there is even further evidence of economic activity cooling. So markets are pricing in higher yields in response to that assumption, and, and it's that assumption about the Fed's response function. Equities in response, you know, weakens for that same reason. Higher for longer rates means higher discount rates and lower valuation multiples, all else equal. So a natural equity market reaction to this latest data uh, you know, it's really a kind of good news is bad news uh, situation for the equity market this week. Now, in, in terms of our recommendations for positioning, uh, you know, there's nothing really that should come as a surprise here. Uh, I would say first and foremost, don't sell your bonds at a loss. Um, there are some longer duration issues that have been really, really hammered by this rise in long end uh, interest rates. But I want to be clear, the directional bias of rates from today, it's lower, not higher, you know, when we're looking at like six to 12 months out. Um, so those sitting on, on realized losses, they're going to recover some of that recent weakness. Uh, and then second, somewhat, uh, you know, related is, is our, you know, key investment uh, idea and our message and focus that we've been hammering home for a little while now, which is buy quality bonds. Um, you know, while more recent purchasers of quality bonds may be sitting on some losses. The forward outlook is really strong. Um, again, quality bonds unlikely to deliver negative total returns, you know, over the next 12 months and should also benefit from, uh, you know, the policy rate normalization uh, that, that we are going to uh, see take really take hold, you know, starting next year. Uh, specifically, uh, we CIO sees value in U.S. Treasuries, uh, including uh, TIPS. Uh, we like agency MBS issues. We like investment-grade corporate bonds uh, and sustainable bonds, as well as municipal bonds for uh, taxable investors. So that is what's going on in the rates market, Shavon. 
So the quarter three reporting season, how have results been coming in relative to CIO's expectations? Yeah, I would say at a high level, results have been mixed. Uh, but I want to be clear that it is still early in the reporting season. Uh, we are approaching the halfway mark in terms of uh, market cap. Uh, let's see, fourth quarter guidance has been a bit weaker, but not really uh, an outlier in terms of historical norms at this stage in the reporting season. Uh, I would say given the, the lingering concerns around consumer spending and balance sheet health, uh, there was a good quote from uh, Visa's announcement that I thought was a really good indicator of kind of this residual economic strength that we should expect in consumption. Uh, the quote is, consumer spending growth across all segments from high to low spend has remained stable since March. Our data did not indicate any behavior change across consumer segments. So, look, you know, consumption drives roughly two-thirds of U.S. economic activity, this is a great indicator. You know, this is uh, a valuable uh, anecdote to hear from, you know, a company like Visa that does have this really granular insight into consumption patterns. So definitely uh, good to see that. Uh, I would say that, you know, beyond that, you know, just want to reiterate that we maintain our expectation uh, for year-over-year -year earnings growth for 2023 of 0%. Uh, that's equivalent to $220 on the S&P 500. Uh, and we see 9% earnings growth uh, next year to, to $240. And, and with that, we keep our June 2024 and December 2024 S&P 500 price targets of 4500 and 4700 respectively. So reflecting on this week's macro calendar, what were some data releases that stood out to you? Yeah, so the macro for this week, uh, you know, it was really yesterday's growth and inflation prints that everyone was focused on, and, and rightfully so. Uh, again, that 4.9% third quarter GDP print, obviously stronger than expected. Um, I would say the details were a little bit more mixed. Um, consumption was strong. Again, hitting on that consumption point, uh, goods consumption up 4.8%, services up 36 government spending up 4.6. Uh, residential investment was also up uh, at 3.9%, which is actually the first positive reading for this category uh, in, in two and a half years. So great to see that. Uh, on the weak side, uh, business investment fell uh, 10, uh, excuse me, 0.1% uh, after two quarters of pretty strong growth. Uh, and then on the inflation side of the equation, uh, the core PCE reading, again, that's the Fed's preferred inflation gauge, fell to 2.4% on an annualized basis, which is pretty close to their 2% target. So an encouraging signs, I would say, this past week from the macroeconomic data. So, Mike, turning to next week, what is taking place that investors should be mindful of? So next week, we've got a couple things to keep an eye on. Uh, first, ISM manufacturing uh, survey results come in. Uh, last month's reading pegged us at 49. That's just below the 50 level. That denotes uh, expansion versus contraction in activity. Uh, specifically there, in terms of the components, we'll be looking at the prices paid component, which was uh, came in below 44 last month, so looking for improvements there. Uh, we also have the FOMC's rate decision, uh, where it is expected by both us and markets that they maintain rates at their current level. 
you know, that, that being said, we're going to be watching the statement and following the press conference closely for any indications on Fed participant thinking after this week's strong uh, GDP print. And to close out the week, we have non-farm payrolls report, which has continued to surprise month in and month out uh, with its, you know, ongoing strength. Economists are looking for a pretty decent decline in, in payroll numbers month over month. So, yeah, we'll see if this is the month that, that finally delivers in that regard. Uh, so that that's it for me, Siobhan. Thanks for having me. Perfect, Mike. Thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. Again, today we have been joined by Mike Gord, Asset Allocation Strategist Americas with the UBS Chief Investment Office. And as a reminder to our listeners, Top of the Morning is a part of the UBS Market Moves podcast channel, which is available where podcasts are found, including on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit UBS.com forward slash studios to view the entire podcast offering, as well as UBS training video series. From UBS Studios, I'm Siobhan Chapman, and thank you for joining us. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.